Welcome back to Rebounds and Retweets. Hope everyone is having a good start to the week so far. Just a short little episode today about, I guess we're talking about the NFL draft and what happened, what my thoughts are. Um, not necessarily what went down, but just kind of a little overview of what, what occurred. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, I could talk about some NBA stuff. You know, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for a future episode. Just really enjoying watching when I'm able to watch some late night games. You know, Steph Curry ball out. His <laughs> play has been incredible. If you've watched him at all this season. But, um, yeah, so back to the draft. Um, first of all, my thoughts. Number one. You know what? Let's see. Let's see. Do I want to talk about the content of the players and the picks and the teams first? Or do I want to talk about the extracurriculars per se? Um, let's go with the latter. Let's go with, let's go with things that weren't dealing with the draft, but that were the draft, such as probably the thing was the chair. They had Goodell with the chair, and then the first thing he said, like his speech, his opening speech was so bad. He was like, "You guys made me come out of my basement for this." Like, like it was very condescending. The whole tone was very condescending for like all of their messaging and stuff. But the the whole thing with the chair, like I get that he was in a chair, but like, and you're also like. So apparently everyone was vaccinated, but everyone's still sitting in the same chair and they're getting on the stage. Like, and then they were just in the chair and they were just sitting there. I didn't like it at all. I don't know if anybody even liked that. You know, maybe if you're the person who got to sit in the chair, that's pretty cool. But it's also like you're in the chair and then it's like, why am I in the chair? You know, so maybe it's cool for the first like five seconds because you're on the stage, but. You're on TV. It's still just kind of weird. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is... It's obviously, it was a little different for this specifically ESPN broadcast. Um, this year, they had um, Greeny as the host. And one thing I thought that was a little bit frustrating was that whenever anybody got picked they were referred to as being a great story or this is a great story or this is an incredible story a great story not that I mean some of the stories were pretty cool some of them weren't I think just the fact that the repetitive use of calling every single person getting drafted a great story was annoying why can't we just celebrate them for being exceptional and talented football players a lot of times you don't really see too much of some of these guys you don't follow them in college you want to see some highlights you want to know you don't hear stats anymore i mean you might but that's only for like the top guys um all you all you hear is like about how they came from whatever rank they were in high school or 
what sort of a, a story they have. I was I don't know I don't know if that gets people to watch or if it's just an interesting thing because I think that the bigger story is like if if this is my team that picks a player, I wanna know what do they bring to my football team, right? Um I'm not I'm not saying to discount people's history. I'm just saying that calling every single person who gets drafted an incredible story, when you call every single story incredible, are any of them incredible? Right? You're discount you're 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 taking away from the meaning of what a great story is by by just having everybody's story be of that nature or referred to as that. And that was the first thing that anyone that they talked about, right? Somebody got picked. Oh, this is a great story. This is a great story. Um, I don't know. I, I was just a little bit annoyed by that because I, it's just kind of like by the 20th time I, I heard that mention, I was like, uh, it's not really a point to having the audio on <laughs> while the draft is on. But then on the other hand, I think it was even the, my, once it got to the, I think the second pick, the second pick of the fourth round was when they stopped announcing the picks and they, they just breezed over picks would even be on like three or four delays. Um, and, and I think personally to me, that's just disrespectful. Um, to the players, I feel like every pick should have the opportunity to have their name be announced. And, you know, there's all these pre-recorded messages where things go out and then they get announced or so forth. And I understand in the, in the, the last day is like a super long day. I would rather see the guys get their names be announced than have four days talking about Trevor Lawrence, which would be the three days of the draft, whatever the day before or the day after. It's just like, he, yeah, he was pick number one overall. We all knew he was going to be pick number one overall. And speaking of that, did, did anyone else ever like get annoyed that it took 45 minutes for the first two picks to be made between Lawrence and Wilson? Like, 45 minutes from, you know, 8 to 8.45. Eastern time. There were two picks, supposed to be 10 minutes. And, and it was funny, you know, you watch the video back of the, um, that the Jaguars put out where it was the phone call between, um, the owner and the GM and the head coach and everybody just talking to, to Trevor Lawrence. And, and, and um, they they basically were like, oh yeah, the league wants us to wait until the two minute mark say the pick is in, even though you're our pick. Like they, they knew it was going to be the pick, but they had to wait till two minutes to, to call it. And I guess it's to build hype and anticipation or, or whatnot, but everyone knew he was going to be the pick. We didn't have to wait that long for Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, they could have all that stuff already talked about before they even made the pick. So that was a little frustrating, but I was saying like, like the commercial breaks and the clicking and choosing, like who gets shown and who doesn't get shown. I know a couple of years ago they even had like a split screens where it would just be like the picks and the commercials, but like 
why can't we just have it where like even if there are commercials why can't they be segmented with the picks so you know two minutes in between picks um so you'd have the commercial one and a half minutes of commercial a pick one and a half minutes of commercial whatever because in that scenario somebody still gets to see their name get called and think about somebody who like just slipped out of the third round didn't get to see their name called and then doesn't even get their name called in the fourth if they get picked in the fourth or somebody who wasn't even supposed to get drafted and then they do get drafted like think about what that would have meant to them to have their their name be announced you know um could you think imagine the outrage if if, if just a pick wasn't announced in the first round in terms of commercials like I can only imagine without cause, and it's it's it shouldn't be that we place obviously the money and and the attention and, and the the potential thought of value is placed higher on those higher picks, right? But considering that it's it's a draft and it should be standardized in the procedures. I feel like everyone's name should be announced. And that's just that's just my opinion. Let me know if you think otherwise. If 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 you you think that they all should not have their names get announced, or what other way around it could be, because you know there's just other ways to do the advertising than the commercials over um, the names themselves, right? Uh, just for the draft themselves, maybe just some of the themes that I picked up on that I know a lot of people picked on, on was like the drafting of the teammates. Um, not from the perspective of like, of like, yeah, they played to, like, they were from the same team and they were good and like multiple Alabama players or the LSU case with Jamar Chase. But, my kind of questioning is how much do those players, like the, the quarterbacks who draft the, have the wide receivers from the same team, how much of an influence do they actually have on that pick being made? Because it must be pretty great that that um, you know Jamar Chase went number five overall, like. And in, in the Cincinnati could have definitely gone different directions there. I, I thought they should have gone tackle, right? And and how much of an influence did Joe Burrow have to say like, I you know he had to have been asked to be like, how good is this guy? Like, is this guy going to change our football team? And he must have been lobbying for him to say, I I want this guy on the team. And 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 having that wide receiver, and I I feel like. You know, you're taking the number five overall pick for the receiver. There's going to be expectations there. Like, with, with Waddle going at six to the Dolphins, like, was Tua maybe consulted to see, um, you know, do we want Waddle or do we want Devontae Smith? Or who did he have a stronger connection with in college? Or who did he feel was a better player? Who did he feel... Was more deserving. I, I don't. I don't know how that decision gets made. Or um, maybe with Devonte Smith going at number ten, 
to the Eagles was Jalen Hurts maybe consulted with to say, like, they traded up to take him. And, and Marcy was a need, but maybe it wasn't the biggest need that they had. Maybe they could have gone for a linebacker or maybe they could have gone for a corner. Um, right. Uh, even though the, the two corners were picked ahead of them, like they could have maybe traded back and taken whoever said they trade up and they get a great player. But how much of it was that the quarterback had an influence on having the teammate get picked as well. And then, you know, they saw it again, but the, um, the two teammates from the same team getting picked in the first round, but Travis Etienne also going to the Jaguars. And that one made me scratch my head as well. I mean, I think he was a good player. Um, he benefited from the college that he went to also, but, you know, do they really not have that much faith at all in, in James Robinson and the type of year that he had doing that again? Um, for them to take a running back in the first round, obviously the running back was a position of need, but um, is that a pick more of just a safety valve for Trevor Lawrence to have somebody who's his friend on the team as well? It's just it's just kind of confusing because wouldn't you draft when you draft your quarterback? Wouldn't you want to also take a lineman or somebody who's going to protect him? You know, we saw Minshew got hurt last year, right? And we saw what happened to Lawrence in that national semifinal game, how he got banged around. And you don't want to put your rookie quarterback in this situation. That's why I thought when the Jets took Wilson and then traded in to get um, Elijah Tucker, like, that was a smart thing to do. And then they took, then, then they took the skills position by taking Elijah Moore in the second round. It was just it's smart for them to do so. Um, that's just, it was weird seeing the Jets make those picks. Just, just in my, in my, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Who else did I think did, did pretty good. Um, I thought that Miami did pretty good. You know, they were building, they're building a good team there. And they got Phillips, the edge rusher, who could be maybe the best edge rusher in the draft. They got Holland, the safety. Um, they got Eichenberg, the tackle from Notre Dame. Um, I think I'd read something about him where he, like, didn't have like a, a single penalty against him at all last year. Pretty. They got a tight end, so they have a, like a extra assistance for Kasiki. It's interesting though that like they they had one, two, three, four, five picks in the first three rounds, and then the next pick was in the seventh round. So it's kind of interesting the breakdown there. Um, was anybody expecting? for Green Bay to trade Aaron Rodgers or, or what's the deal with that? I I don't know. I, I don't know if he will play for them actually. I feel like he might just retire. Um they took they took a, a wide receiver with the same name, same spelling as him, Rodgers. Mario Rodgers from Clemson in the third round, so got him um 
somebody to pass to. I think that I was a little surprised they didn't take a wide receiver in the first round or some offensive weapon. Um, the team who I think maybe did the worst. If I'm going to go on the other end, I'm going to say Houston. They took uh, David Mills in the third round at quarterback. You know, you say maybe, maybe they, they, they'll need a quarterback, um, depending on the Deshaun Watson situation, or they'll need somebody else. And they got David Mills. Then they took Nico Collins, a wide receiver, in the third round. They took Brevin Jordan in the fifth. It could be a good pick, actually. They took, then they took a linebacker in the fifth, a defensive tackle in the sixth. The other thing is, that team's defense last year was awful. Awful. They couldn't stop anybody on the run. And, and, and they took three offensive players with the first three picks and then you have picked to the third, the third round because they, you know, they traded away. They traded for, I think they got, they had lost the first rounder for, for Larry Tunzel and they didn't have picked to the third round. They took a quarterback and a wide receiver and a tight end. Like, in what way does, does that improve their team at this current moment? And I thought too, like for Nico Collins, like I didn't, he didn't impress me too much in college, like just watching him in general. So we'll have to see um, how that is, right? It's not the Chiefs did good. They got one of those hybrid linebackers in Bolden. They got a, a new center who was maybe slated as a first round pick in some mocks. Um, yeah. So those are just maybe some of my like direct thoughts. Um maybe we'll see, you know, how how Trey Lance pans out to be. It was funny, like Jimmy G saying like, Oh, I wanna be like a Brady and a mentor role to him. But Jimmy G's getting paid, so I think he wants to just be on the team so he gets that money. You know what I mean? So yeah, I thought the Bucks did a good draft. I mean, they did take Trask in, in the second round, but like, like we don't know how many more years Brady's gonna play. So could, could Trask like turn into a good starter eventually, given all those offensive wide receiver weapons that are on the team there? And uh, yeah, I was surprised that. The Saints took Ian Book in the fourth round. I wonder what their plan is going to be for him. Like, is he going to be in that quarterback competition? Um, so that's one to also see. And then just want to see how many games it takes until Mac Jones becomes the official starter. starter. And I thought the Patriots had a very good draft in general, like across the board. They went Alabama, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. So, I mean, that's never a bad thing to do, the the Mike Mayock strategy, right, of just taking players from uh, from from good 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 programs, um, getting those on your team, right? Uh, yeah, I know I'm rambling on right now, so probably should get to stopping this, but which I will. Um, 
also thought the Lions should have taken a receiver before the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Um, I was pretty happy with how the team I support did, Washington football team. Uh, I thought they did a good job overall. I think Jamie Davis, I think he's a good pick. thought Cosme was good. I thought Amy Brown was good. St. Just, uh, some mixed reviews on him, but we'll have to see. You know, he's got good length. He could play safety or corner. So, general, I thought they did a very good job. And I'm excited to see how, how everyone pans out and how, um, you know, which of these guys end up making rosters, which of them get cut and, and, and so forth. Um, yeah, so I'm going to end the podcast here. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone is, is doing well and have a good uh, start to the week. And, and I'll be back soon. Hope yeah, that's all. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.